What's going on, Maniacs? This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Brewer. But before we get into anything, please go to the Michigan Maniac Podcast and go ahead and like it. Uh, We put everything Michigan on there. Interviews, transfer updates, uh, recruiting updates, bowl updates, whatever. Whatever it is, Michigan, it is on there for football. Um... So, this is a new little thing I'm trying out. It's called the Sane versus the Maniac Fan Debate. All right? Now, this is the only podcast I do, and I don't really know anybody else that I trust to speak on this thing. So, I'm going to do both parts. The Sane Maniac or the Sane Michigan Fan versus the Maniac Michigan Fan. So, right now, for all of you who do not like rough language, I'm going to tell you, the Maniac fan will not be edited for your ears. So, if you can't take it, I assume don't listen. I appreciate your uh, support anyways, and but I don't want to offend you. So, if you don't want to listen to this, I understand. Uh, but here we go. You've been fairly warned. All right, here are some of the subjects on the Sane versus Maniac debate, okay? Um, first, we're going to get into the, all the transfers that have been happening lately, okay? Now, Michigan, obviously, we don't care about anybody else, uh, so we'll only be talking about Michigan. We have been hit by some crazy transfers over the last couple of weeks and even months. Um, I'm going to say some of these names, and then I will identify which person which will be defending this topic. Okay? So, getting to the transfers. We've got Deron Irvin Bay, defensive end. Drew Singleton, linebacker. James Hudson, offensive line, and Jeraymon Hall, offensive line. And we're going to go a little bit further back, and we're going to include Kareem Walker, running back, okay? Now, the sane guy, the sane fan, the rational fan will say, listen, these kids are just looking to go to a place where they are wanted, where maybe they are higher up on the depth chart to maybe see the field. Um, they're probably a little bit homesick. So that's all they're doing. And how, who are we as fans to uh, to judge that, to, to say anything other than that? We should support them and everything like that because all they are, are 18, 19-year-old kids. All right, the Maniac fan. Now, I believe I, I fit in both of these worlds, and I think we all do. So I think there's we need to hit a happy medium, but I'm not here to do the happy medium today. So we're going to go into the maniac fan here. Um, I'm going to say to you here, I think there's some poaching. I think there is, uh, if you ask me, some millennials that don't understand the ideal of pain, and I blame their parents for this. I think this is bullshit. Um, let's go. Now, here's the thing. I appreciate Jim McElwain for everything he's done for Michigan at this point, making Nico Collins, uh, Devin People Jones, 
I'm sorry, Peoples Jones and even um, Tariq, Tariq Black, a viable portion of this offense. Like, they were nothing over the last couple, like, two years ago, even into last year. They didn't do anything. McElwain did something. But he's poaching some of our dudes. And I want to point this out right now. Duran Irvin Bay, right? Defensive end going where? Oh, Central Michigan. Last time I checked, McElwain just took over the head coaching spot at Central Michigan. Now, you're going to say, well, maybe he just wanted it to be a Chippewa. I believe that's what they are. No one in the state of Michigan wants to be a Chippewa. They barely want to be Spartans. The ideal of everyone there wants to be a Wolverine. That's just how you go. And you know where his hometown is, Mr. Irvin Bay? Flint, Michigan. Now, hell, I do anything to get out of Flint, Michigan, and I've never even been there. All I know is their water, you can't even drink. So if you can't even drink their water, why are you in their fucking town? I'd get the hell out of there. So the Chippewa is better than Flint, Michigan, but it's definitely not better than Ann Arbor, A2, the capital city. All right? Boy, that's weird. He can't make it as a defensive end because Michigan's got so many great defensive line players. McElwain was just, oh, low-hanging fruit. Thank you. Go to go to Central. I can make you a star. Oh, then another one. Jeraymon Hall. That's right. No one's heard of this guy. I never heard of him until I just looked at the transfer list and saw where the hell this guy was going. He's going to Central Michigan. What a shocker. Central Michigan? And he happened to be on the same campus as Jim McElwain, the guy who called out a bomb threat on his own team because he sucked as a head coach. Great wide receiver coach, though, for Michigan. I can't blame him on that. But as a head coach for Florida, he stunk out the joint. Whoa, what a strange thing. Looking to get... Looking to suck off the fruit of Michigan's hard recruiting, he's going to just pick off the kids who are weak and kind of scared, kind of sad, missing home, whatever. Maybe I want to play. Well, you can play for me. Just go to Central Michigan. All you got to do is transfer. Listen, you haven't played anything. Just go to Central Michigan. I can make you a star. Really? Me? Jeraymon Hall? Your your own mother didn't even realize who you are until you transferred. You're not going to be a star at Michigan. That's just how it's going to go. Here's another one. The one that hurts me the most. Well, there's two that hurt me. One, we'll get to James Hudson, offensive line. All he had to do was wait another two to three weeks, and this kid could have been starting because Beatty, Bushel Beatty got hurt. All he had to do is just simply relax and not be so into himself, and he could have been playing. No, he decides he's going to transfer. You know where he's going? Cincinnati. Cincy. Oh, I'm sorry. Last time I checked, an ex-Ohio State head coach who flamed out at Ohio State, but still, Luke Fickle is coaching Cincinnati. You're going to go and let a Buckeye coach you? All because you're from Ohio. I get it. You're kind of sad. But listen, being homesick is no reason to leave Michigan. 
Oh, and then Drew Singleton, another linebacker who looks at what we have at linebacking and knows he can't make it. That's the only reason why I would assume this guy can't make it or is transferring because he knows. We got McGrone. We've got, I mean, we've got so many dudes. I just, what is, <sighs> Hudson's not going to go anywhere, right? I, I We just, there's no place for this kid. So he's obviously going to take the easy road and go to New Jersey. Sure, God bless him. See you later. You won't see five wins in the next four years you're there. So good luck to you, sir. If you love plenty of losses and no wins, and I mean losses and demoralizing losses, then God bless you, sir. You are going to be the best driving instructor that has great college football stories. You're not going to the NFL, I'll tell you that much. No NFL team, not even the worst NFL team in the NFL, is looking for Rudger players. So go for it. Good for you. Um, and then we go Kareem Walker. Kareem Walker left probably because he wasn't smart enough to go to Michigan. I hate to say that because I don't know the kid personally. But every time that kid got on the field, he did something positive. So I can't imagine it's not the fact that he was fighting for starting time. It had to do with the fact that he was ineligible grade-wise or academically for a while. That kind of explains why he was going to go to Ohio State. Because literally, you can have a 2.0 and be the smartest guy at Ohio State. I know, you'll see those commercials and during the Big Ten games, they'll force feed you how Ohio State's coming up with something. Oh, I, I, I decided that, that, uh, that moisture comes up with some type of healing product. And, oh, Ohio State helped me realize this. I'm a Buckeye. F off. Because here's the thing. You know who really solidified what Ohio State's all about? Cardell Jones, a third-string quarterback who won a national title. Just keep that in mind, guys. A third-string moron won a national title. You know what he said? Ohio State didn't recruit me. I'm paraphrasing. Ohio, Ohio State didn't recruit me to play school. They, they recruited me to play football. They didn't recruit me to play school. And I'll tell you, he didn't do the traditional spelling of school unless the traditional spelling of school carries a K in it. Uh, just a little tidbit there on how smart Cardell Jones is. Um, now we'll go to the sane person on the next one. Players not playing in the bowl game. Now, we as Michigan will more than likely have five players not playing in this bowl game. Five. Now, it could be less, could be more. We don't know because they haven't announced yet. I know we have at least one. So, let's go to the Sane fan and hear what he has to say about this. Now, I am the Sane fan and I say, listen, these guys owe us nothing. They have done everything they can to uh, pay us back by playing and being the best players they can possibly be for us. Uh, they've allowed us to be 10-3 and three over the last couple of years. 8-5, and five, who gives a shit? Um, but we should respect that they are following a dream. Uh, now, the five that we're thinking about would be Gary Bush, 
Hill, Long, and Higdon. I bless them all with this. I hope them the best of luck in the in the uh, Indianapolis. Uh, what is that? The whatever. Um, basically, it's just where people look at you, figure out your weaknesses or your strength. The combine. There we go. The Indianapolis Combine, and you know, we'll place you where we think you're worthwhile. Five players. Going into the NFL, that's a tremendous, um, tremendous mark for a Michigan school. I mean, we have five pros potentially, even more with Chase Winovich uh, or Patterson playing or Bredesen. No matter what, we don't know where any of those guys are going. But as far as we know, Bredesen, Winovich, and Patterson are more likely playing in the bowl game. But still, a great, great thing for Michigan when we have five players going into the NFL. And then let's face it, it's not the playoff. And why do we need them to go ahead and make that sacrifice and maybe they'll get hurt? Overall, I think we should support these kids and we should really um, back off and allow them to live their dream. This is the maniac version of what we have to say. First of all, I want to say, I get it. They want to be pros. Good for them. Okay? It's called insurance policy. Jake Butt. Everybody's going to use that Jake Butt uh, case in point. I get it. Jake Butt went in the fifth round, I believe, fifth or sixth round of the NFL draft. He got signed by the Denver Broncos for half a million dollars was his first contract. His insurance policy cost him $25,000 for $2 million. Plus, in that insurance policy, it was he gets $10,000 for each round he drops. So whatever his initial draft, uh, his draft grade was, first round, second round, or what have you, he would get then $10,000 after that for which round he was not picked up in. I believe he was a first round qualifier. So he made about 40 extra grand off of the 2 million because he wasn't picked up until late. Now, if you can't live, now, God forbid, I'm not wishing anybody any type of injury. I'm just not. I would never do that. And a matter of fact, I'm not that hurt that these guys aren't going to play. It's the Peach Bowl, and we're playing Florida. Who gives a fuck? Seriously, who gives a shit? The Peach Bowl. We're going to Georgia. Big effing deal. And then we're playing Florida. Oh, my God. Uh, Franks all over again. Felipe Franks, what are we going to do? Oh, I don't know. Even if we lose, who gives a shit? All right? We'll be 10-3 and three again out of Harbaugh's what four years were ten and three, three and three out of the four? That's pretty fucking good. But still, who gives a shit about the fucking Peach Bowl? I just think that these motherfuckers should play anyways. All right. In case in point, how about Karan Higdon? Karan Higdon is is the perfect example of why a college player should play to improve his draft status. Yeah, that's fine that you're the first 1,000-yard rusher since Hemingway, I think. 
Not the writer, the player. All right? Not Papa. And he's probably no writer, to be quite honest with you. You know, the uh, Junior Hemingway, the guy who fumbled in the playoff game for the Pittsburgh Steelers that cost them a Super Bowl. Yeah, that Junior Hemingway. Um, he ran for 1,000 yards. I don't know how. They must have allowed him to add up two years. Because uh, last time I checked, those Michigan offenses were awful underneath Freddie Flintstone. And then fast break, uh, Rich Rod. Anyways, um, Higdon should be begging to play in this fucking game. You only have a thousand yards rushing. It's not like that's impressive anymore. I think if you do a thousand yards, you break it down by 10. What is that? Maybe a hundred yards per game, even less. If you play 12 to 13 games, which we are, what is it about 80, 90 yards per game? Don't impress me with a 90 yard total rushing game. All right. You should want to infect the NFL with how great you are going up against the lousy rush defense in Florida. I mean, I could pull out the stats. I didn't do it because I'm a maniac and I don't give a shit. But I'll tell you something. I know Florida's rush defense sucks dong. That's right. I didn't say bong, everybody. I said dong. They're awful. No good. Stinky. And if Higdon had a brain in his head, which I'm pretty sure he does, he should play in this fucking bowl game. Because if he puts up 250 rushing on the Florida Gators, they are going to make noise to the NFL and say, oh, I get he's 5'10", like what, 205. Not traditionally an ideal running back for the NFL, but this motherfucker can run. Let me, and it, for all you naysayers to say, oh, no, 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 maniac fan, uh, that's not the smart move. Let me counter that with Jamarcus fucking Russell. Yeah, that fat load that's probably fixing your refrigerator right now, that Jamarcus Russell. All right, no one in the world, even in Louisiana, knew who the F Jamarcus Russell was until he lit up Notre Dame in the fucking Sugar Bowl. That's right. What Jamarcus Russell lit up Notre Dame and then all of a sudden became what the first overall pick in the draft. Now, granted, he went to the fucking Raiders who don't know what the hell they're doing. But still, that's some hardcore cash. And last time I checked, Higgins got a little girl. He's trying to support, and he's being a good father. I support that because I'm a single father myself, and I understand that. But, hey, do it. Let me put it this way, bro. Even if you get your your knee torn out like McGahee against those lame-ass cheap-shotting Buckeyes in that national title game, he still came back and had a great season. A great career, actually. All you got to do is want to fucking play the game. And if you're as smart as fucking Jake Butts, you can't live off a... Of Two point five million or two thousand fifty thousand two million fifty thousand dollars. You can't live off of that. Last time I checked, you ain't making shit now, and you're still providing for your daughter. Go ahead and risk it, man. Two two million dollars insurance policy, or maybe even if you're in the first top twenty draft picks, you're going to be around three million dollars a year, bro, or at least a five million dollar contract. That's worth it to me. I don't know about you. But Higdon is the perfect example of why he should be doing the game. Now, Bush, 
Dude, I can't say anything bad about Bush, and I'm a maniac. This kid is phenomenal. That is the best overall linebacker I've ever seen play the game of football. Next to uh, Taylor or, say, uh, the bald-headed white guy from the Bears, uh, whatever his name is. I can't think of it right now. Uh, to be honest, I'm a little gooned up. The only way you get the real maniac out of me right now is if I'm gooned up because I'm probably still a little depressed from that Ohio State game. So I got a little uh, gooned to enjoy this uh, podcast. Anyways, Erlacher. There we go, folks. Erlacher. You know, he runs sideline to sideline better than any linebacker I've seen in a long, long time. And that includes most of every Alabama linebacker they've ever produced. All right. He's more of a of a Miami Hurricane linebacker back in the day. That kid is phenomenal. He's phenomenal. And if he doesn't want to play, God bless him. Because it's, after all, the fucking Peach Bowl. Who gives a shit? I would love us to win that game. I really would. I would love us to win that game. But it's the Peach Bowl. Who gives, like I said, who gives a shit? It's the Peach Bowl. If we're in the playoff, I can guarantee you Gary, uh, Bush, all these mother effers would be in the game ready to go. But I wouldn't even play in the Peach Bowl, and I don't even play football. Um, Now, getting off. That, because Gary, same thing. I'm a maniac, but I'm not going to bust his nuts. That dude has worked his ass off for us, and he earns the spot. If he wants to not play, he deserves it. And now, if he set out in the playoff, I might have a different opinion, but it's the Peach Bowl. Um, Long and Hill, let's put it this way. I think they should play. Lavert Hill and David Long, great during the season, but you don't want NFL teams with the last thing on their mind is that you played Ohio State and you couldn't defend for shit. You look slow and you couldn't defend a basic route. Regardless that our defense is based off of uh, the pressure getting to you, and Chase Winovich and Gary decided they were going to pick posies instead of put pressure on Haskins. So I get it. It's not all. It's not all your fault. But I'll be honest. I wouldn't want the uh, the combine be the only thing speaking for me when it comes to my draft status. So if I was Hill and Long, I'd definitely be playing this game. Shut down a few Gators because apparently the SEC is the holy grail of college fucking football. So if you shut down a Gator, then goddamn it, you're gold seal when it comes to the NFL, brother. So I do that shit. I wouldn't allow my lousy performance against the fucking Buckeyes. Literally, think about it. The Buckeyes. All right? Just remember the fan base when you think about the fucking Buckeyes. That's the only thing I can do. These fat face, round, overweight motherfuckers who can barely run with the... Literally, I saw a woman running with the flag. It barely had enough wind behind it to lift a little. When a flag doesn't move when you're running at your fastest pace, you've got problems, people. You've got problems. That's all I'm saying is I wouldn't allow the NFL to judge me off of my Ohio State performance. Even though a crooked-nosed Italian probably went into the fucking uh, locker room and threatened every single one of you motherfuckers because he had money on the goddamn game so you guys went ahead and threw it for him. That's all I'm saying. 
Anyways, we'll move on to the uh, sane portion of this fucking podcast. Um, moving on to that. Oh, there is the eight-team playoff. No, oh, what a shocker. Oh, no, we're going to go to the same guy. I'm sorry. The maniac gets crazy. He just wants to take over the whole podcast. I don't blame me. He's like the Stephen A. Smith of the podcast, but he, my maniac is more informed. Can you imagine Stephen A. Smith didn't even fucking know who's playing in an NFL game? Dude, Stephen Smith, I get it. You like to yell. I love to yell, too. It's my favorite thing to fucking do. But listen, when I yell, at least I have fucking done the research. I'm not talking about dudes who haven't played, who are hurt, maybe not even on the same fucking team. Dude, I'm not going to look like a jackass like you did. I get it. You get paid a lot of money to yell into a microphone. Do the research, brother. Okay, getting to the same portion of this, all right? 18 playoff. I'm the same guy. I think it's a great thing to do. Either way you want to do it. You want to do the uh, straight eight, whatever, whoever's one through eight, do it. Uh, get rid of the conference cha- conference championship games. Good idea. Most of them are trash because uh, by the time Oklahoma won their game against Texas, who gave a crap about the Big Ten championship game? No one because we already knew who the top four were going to be. It didn't matter if, o- if Ohio State won by 70. They weren't going to. They were not going to outdo or replace Oklahoma. This way, the SEC gets just as many of their good teams in, who probably have seven losses, probably. Or, and I know Dex. Well, I know what you're thinking. Quit, quit busting the SEC's balls. But it's the funnest thing I do, man. I love you. I appreciate everything you did for South Carolina for all the things you did. And for being a Panther and a and a Cardinal. You were fantastic. All I'm saying is, busting the nuts of the SEC is the one great thing I do. And I enjoy it. And I'm not going to stop. But it's all fun. And you know that. So, anyway. Uh, 18 playoff, perfect. It includes everybody. You can even get a UCF in there. And it also holds the conferences to a higher level of play. If you want to be the Pac-10 and get somebody in, start scheduling harder people. If you want to be the fourth or fifth team in the SEC to play in the fucking playoff or the freaking playoff, then start scheduling somebody other than the Citadel. Either way, I think it's going to improve college football. Going to the maniac version of this. I can't, I can't argue with the saying. The saying guy makes a lot of fucking sense. That's right. SEC, start start scheduling somebody other than Ted's Barbecue School or the Sisters of the Blind, and then you'll start seeing more teams in the fucking eight because I know college football loves the SEC. And then Pac-12, quit sucking the dong and actually get up there. Start doing something. If we were to do the top eight this year, the Pac-12 wouldn't be in it, and thank God, because why would we want to watch the Washington State do nothing. Get beat by 50 by Alabama. I'd rather see UCF get beat by 50 because they're a bunch of blaggards who haven't done anything in their effing career. Because last time I checked, they had two good wins. And that was, no, not even two good wins. Two good schools they played. Auburn, who was depressed because everybody in the media was telling them, hey, you're going to go to the playoff. And then they got blown out by Georgia. 
And then they had to play UCF. That's definitely like going after the hot chick and then having the fat girl into you. No offense to fat girls because I'll be honest, they really know how to take care of some dudes. All right? Everybody's got those moments. No one needs to accept the moment. I get it. And the fat girls understand too. Listen, I don't think they're too hip on saying that I had to have sex with a bunch of little dick losers. But nonetheless, that's the fucking thing we deal with every day, right, people? So we'll go on. Auburn lost because they were looking for the hot chick and got stuck with their friend. That's the way it goes. All right? The grenade fucks us all up. But last time, they played a good team on a way, not in Orlando. They got their ass beat by Michigan. That's right, us. At Ann Arbor, A2, we whooped their ass probably by 40, I think it was. It was like 50-something to 10. So don't tell me that somehow they deserve a chance when the only two teams they play, they're one and one. All right? And it's not even a close one and one. All right? So, no, they're embarrassing. I don't think UCF is any good, and I expect LSU to whip their ass. Unless LSU starts playing like they played against Alabama and then turtle dicks it the whole fucking time, and they don't score a goddamn field. They don't even score a point. They're kicking, what, four field goals, five field goals in the game and hope that's good enough. Well, that ain't going to be good enough, and then we're going to be stuck with UCF beating their chest about how good they are because they beat a lame-ass LSU team. I'm not into that. I'm not looking forward to that. I think that's a complete waste of fucking time. All right? So, LSU, please grab your nuts and play like you would against everybody but Alabama. You know, other than that, I'm good with the 18. I think the 18 playoff, we have great, great matchups. Get rid of these garbage conference conference games. Yeah, it was nice to see Georgia and Alabama game of the year. But you know what that did? All that did was prop up a lame-ass Georgia team who has two, two losses, by the way. Two losses. And the two losses were embarrassing. One was to a Florida team by 20. By 20. Florida. All right, we've already made Florida. We already made fun of Florida in the last segment. I don't have to say any more. If Filippi Franks is beating your ass, you got to start thinking about what's going on in your life. All right, and then you lose a close one to Alabama, which you run the worst fake bunt, the fake punt play I've ever seen in my life. Everybody on that field and on the TV knew you were running the fake punt, and you still did it. Listen, I load bags on a plane for a living, and I knew I would change the fucking play. And that's your one sole job, Kirby Smart, is to be a football coach, and you didn't know? What'd you think? Maybe they, you thought it was so obvious that they wouldn't expect you to continue to do it? You idiot. That's all I'm saying. You got reverse Jalen Hurt. That's right, reverse Jalen Hurt. That's all I want to say is that the national title game, Jalen Hurt was losing. You guys were oh, not even national title game. Yeah, it was the national title game. You guys were losing. Or no, you were winning. Jalen Hurt come, you got him. You're fucking him up. He can't do shit. Halftime, they put Tua in. Tua fucks you guys up. You guys lose the national title game. Now, turn around. Tua, you figured him out finally. And you're fucking stuffing him. That's the reason why he lost the Heisman because he looked like shit against you. 
They put in Jalen Hurt, and he fucking beats you. Just go back to the last fucking game tape you had, the national title game, and play that way against Jalen Hurt. This shouldn't have been a surprise to you, Kirby Smart, that Jalen Hurt throws the ball occasionally and then runs it. No shocker there, people. Why are we still falling for this shit? I don't get it. That just goes to tell me that Georgia didn't belong in the fucking four to begin with if they couldn't solve a problem that they had last year. You had a whole year to figure out Jalen Smart and you couldn't do it? Give me a break. You don't deserve to be in. But at least with the eight, you deserve to be in. So we should all be behind this total eight thing. That's all I'm saying. Right? Good. Glad. I'm glad we're there. No more need to fight about this stuff. Now, last time I checked, I've seen some people complain. Why isn't Michigan constantly up there in the recruiting battles with Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, all these teams, right? Ohio State. Why? Why can't we get these recruits? Well, I'll be honest, and I'm not trying to make fun of somebody's smartness. Like, I don't even know if that's a word, so please, people can see I'm not the brightest bulb in the pack. But I can tell you this. When Michigan is one of the most elite academic schools in the nation, and you can compare us to anybody, and you'll know we're in the and we're in the conversation. Law school, business school, anything you want to do. Michigan is in the top five or is in the honorably mentioned category. We produce phenomenal people at Michigan. All right. I mean, for God's sakes, we, I didn't know this until a listener, shout out to you, Sean. Uh, we had four or five astronauts go up to the moon. I don't care if you're a flat earther or a moon denier. We had five astronauts, same time or four, go to the moon. All Michigan alums. You don't do that. Yeah, not one. And I checked this, people. There are... Some like 12 schools, 12 colleges have produced astronauts. And you know where none of them reside? The SEC. The SEC. None of them reside in the SEC. I'll tell you, Alabama don't have to worry about a grade point average when they're recruiting somebody. I think their question to get into Alabama is, can you tie your shoes? Do you know your name? Do you know left and right? Well, God dang it, you are the... Magnum cum laude of Alabama. Roll tide roll. Michigan, you got to know shit like what pie is. I don't know what pie is, people. That's why I didn't go to Michigan. I love them. I'll fight for them to the death. But I wasn't smart enough to get into Michigan. I really was, but I'm just saying in my can, you know, whatever. I You know what? Fuck it. I probably wasn't smart enough. Anyways, I was smart enough to go to Alabama. Or Florida. Florida. You know Florida, out of all the colleges Florida has, they have a Twitter handle, Florida Man. You know, you've never heard anything about Michigan Man. If you did, it was probably about militias. But Florida Man's every dumb thing that every human has ever done in his life. That's right. 
It's not about grade point average. That's all I'm saying. Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, all these teams do not have to worry about the grade point average of the player that they get. Now, I'm not here to bust somebody's balls because I actually was a huge fan of this kid. But Kareem Walker was one that was academically always in trouble at Michigan. That's why he went to a JUCO. Because he was having trouble. Kid was crazy talented. And I'm telling you, if Kareem Walker was still a Michigan Wolverine, he'd be the starter next year. This kid had talent I hadn't seen in a while as a running back. I am super, I was super stoked about this kid. He just wasn't Michigan academic level. He couldn't hack it. And that's no fucking dig on him. I bet you if he goes through this JUCO and kicks some ass and then goes to probably an SEC school, because why wouldn't you? Or he'll go to Ohio State because they're going to need as much help as they can get with that Ryan Day. You know? Ryan Day will trip over his own dick to get Kareem Walker. That's all I'm saying. Kareem Walker happened to be a decommit from Ohio State. But still, he'd trip over his own dick and balls to get Kareem Walker. Because that's how good of a talent this kid is. And when you don't have to worry about your grade point average, that's what's going to happen. So, yes, it would be awesome if Michigan, which we're getting ready to close in on a top 10 recruiting class, for the academic levels that we need and we're in the top 10, we should appreciate that. That's freaking awesome. So I'm going to get off of that. But that's all the topics that I have to really cover tonight, guys. Um, outside of that, I think it's awesome. I Listen, both the Saint and Maniac fan is completely excited where Michigan's going. We know that transfers are going to be a thing when you're a major when you're a major school, a major football program, especially now when the red shirt freshman program is the way it is and the, the transferring is as easy as free agency in the NFL, it's just something that we've got to expect. It's something that's new. That's something that us traditionalists don't know how to really deal with. But it's now part of our game and our landscape. So we need to accept this and move on accordingly. Um, I'm going to leave it to you guys. I don't know how this really went off because when I get into this, I really don't pay attention to how I'm doing. Um, but if you can go to Michigan Maniac Podcast and just, uh, I'm going to put up a little poll and you let me know how I did, which one did better, Sane or Maniac. I'm, I'm probably going to say Maniac because I dominated the thing. I need to get better at this. This is the first time this is going to happen. Uh, but this is going to be another feature that we should all get used to because that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, let me know how it went, what you think. Like I said, I'll either take your opinions or I won't because after all, let's put it this way, it's my show. I appreciate you. I love you all. Like I said, we are growing exponentially. Every time I look at Anchor, our numbers are just completely shocking me at how many people are listening. Uh, like I said, by the time next season comes around, I would love 10,000 listens and an average of 200 listens per episode. And I believe that is something we can do because we're around 5,600. 
and listens and about an average of 159 listens per episode. And we can do this. And I love doing it. I love the fact that you guys hit me up and we can talk about this stuff. This has really been the greatest thing I've ever tried to do. It is a passion I love and I can't wait to do more of. And guys, remember, it is always great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, go blue.